welcome to another gunslinging episode of Cineblokes. I am your host, Benjamin Baker. I'm Caelan Burrows, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope you're right there, cause I don't feel there was enough gunslinging in this there film. Absolutely to merit was, your statement. Absolutely was not. <laughs> was not at all. No. No, no, not at all. But we have just come from the Dark Tower. Yeah. Yeah, based on the, the Stephen King series of books. Right, which I'm gonna be real clear right up front, have not read them. Yeah. Um, so if, if you're thinking, oh, they're gonna talk about all the differences from the books and the film and why we should hate it. Not even I, a little no, bit. No, it's not even gonna be a part. This is as much as we're gonna talk about it, because yeah. I don't know shit yeah, we're gonna about talk, the books, I'm sorry. We're gonna talk about the movie and why you should hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah. no. we're gonna, you're gonna hate it on your own merits is what's gonna happen. <laughs> Like uh, the actually, source material. And actually, that being said, I didn't hate it. Yeah, well, you know what? We both walked out of the theatre with, you know, uh, not feeling nearly as disappointed. As a last outing, you know, I think there was a lot of expectation and it didn't really match. And so, you know, we left feeling very down and disappointed. Whereas this one, you know, beforehand, it, this film holds, I think it's dropped. So I actually think it's like 21% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's 20% last time I saw it. Oh, Jesus. Um, so yeah, it's critically panned. People hate it, uh, at least in the, in the critic world. But, uh, so I go in thinking I'm going to see a 20% film. Yeah. And honestly, I, I don't know that I would rate it that low. No, I honestly expected to see a two hour Matthew McConaughey Lincoln commercial. Right. <laughs> and I was, I was delightfully surprised. Yeah. But I mean, that, on its own, it, you know, it's, it's difficult to, to say, oh, a movie's not that bad because I expected it to be worse. Right. <laughs> so, and look, this film, you know, and we're going to get into it, yeah. but, you know, this film, is it definitely has its issues. There are definitely things that, you know, you walk away thinking, I don't know why that happened. Um, but there are some really good parts of the film. And, and I think, you know, it just suffers from a, being a bit imbalanced. And I think they're could have been a better story told and the world could have been opened up a bit more. Yeah. Um, but it is not terrible by any means. Uh, I think walking out of the film, and unless there's something in the books that I don't know and, you know, you just yeah. but you strictly, hate film forever. But, but stri- yeah, strictly judging it as a film, right? not so terrible. It's, it's not so terrible. So uh, where do you want to start, Caitlin? Uh, well, I guess we start, let's start at the beginning. I was... Um, I was about two when I can. Oh, I'm sorry. Remembering I, back. I'm sorry. I forgot. Uh, with the film. Oh yeah, no. So let's uh, you know let's start from the beginning there as well. Okay. Uh, so here's the thing about this that it was a problem for me right out the right out the gate is the explanation for what's going on mm-hmm. is uh, well, it's not fucking there, is it? <laughs> You no. bring up a good point. So, like it starts with a with a with text on the screen, right? That just basically says there's a there's a tower and it protects all the worlds from something. Yeah. And it says that only the mind of a child can destroy the tower, and you're like, okay. <laughs> it's, I, you know, I've got no frame of reference. I don't know yeah, where the fuck right. it, uh, this tower is. Yeah. Why that matters, you right. know, it's a weird statement to make. Yeah. You know, and there's no voiceover, there's no narration, you know, you're not getting, like, uh, you know, maybe if it was like the voice of the gunslinger, you know, the sure. s- sexy dulcet tones yeah, of Idris Elba. You know what, fucking uh, up your budget, Sony, get Morgan Freeman 
to narrate the intro to the Dark Tower and explain to me what the fuck is going on. Look, I don't think the voice of the March of the Penguins really has the right gravitas for the you Dark don't think Tower. So. No, I don't. All right. Maybe like James Earl Jones or something. Okay, you know? all right, I can some do more, that. Some more bass in the voice, yeah. you know? Just something daunting a yeah. bit. But I, I do agree with you. That that was kind of the first telltale sign that, you know, right out the gate, you know they're not going to give you everything you want. Because as we'll talk about, you know, kind of later down the road, this film has a lot going for it when it comes to the actual worlds that they're trying to describe and what's going on around the story that they're telling. And it is infinitely more interesting. Uh, and they do just kind of gloss over it. And that first opening scene of just that little title is enough for you to go, oh, yeah, you're not going to tell me shit, are you? Nope. Um, and it would have been great if they would have, you know, if they would have, you know, gone into just a bit of lore, just as the credits are rolling, just give me... A, a, a dark narration of, you know, oh, there's a tower and it's in the center and there's a multiverse and it protects us from all of these things, these demons that want to get inside to the universe. Well, and it's, it's one of those things where it felt like later they tried to give a little bit of an explanation. Yeah, right. And the kid was drawing in the, in the dirt and he's like, well, I don't know what this is. And he's like, oh, that's the tower and these are the worlds. But it was never enough of an explanation. Right. And... If you're going to do that route, then don't even give us that weird text at the beginning. You know, yeah, do something right. different. Yeah. You know, open with this dramatic... Because I will have to say, the way the film opens, aside from the text, was very interesting. Because you have sure. no idea what's going on. Right. You know, it's this weird planet, you know, mm-hmm. that looks sort of like ours, but just just weird in the right yeah. way. Right. And, and creeping, you have no idea what's going on. And then, you know... All that that would have been a great way to to open if I wasn't so busy going. Well, that was stupid beforehand. <laughs> yeah, so. it, it is. It is a bit of mismatched storytelling because, like you said, they do try to they do try to explain it a little bit. Uh, you know, to, what thirty minutes into the film, um, yeah. but it's just by that point you're so confused and you're so just kind of like, well, I don't care. Um, that once they finally explain it, you do just kind of feel yourself going, well, why don't you just tell us that? From the beginning. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, it, it definitely suffers from uh, just telling the overall story. Like I said, there is so much going for this idea of multiverses and traveling yeah. through worlds and, and all being connected. And I even love, and this was, again, something that was just glossed over, but I actually love the idea that there is something outside of the universe, that the universe is not infinite when it comes into this play they come flip that on its head and it's like no there is darkness outside that is trying to get in and we've managed to protect it for generations yeah you know that to me is fascinating that's something that i wish they would have explored that more you know yeah and it's uh, you and i both said this when we came out is that this would be better off as a tv series yes because you know that that just the core books from the dark tower series right there's nine novels Jeez. And you know Stephen King, they're not like 200-page novels, yeah, you no, know what I mean? No, he's very wordy. And so, yeah, like that's so much material. Right. And you basically tried to boil all that down into one film? Yeah. For two minutes? Right. I mean, hello, Kenny Jackson? And, and look, no. <laughs> yeah. And look, I know that they are trying to... They are going to make a Dark Tower television show, which I think is a fantastic idea. And I think, actually, you should have done the TV show first, yep. made the film second. Um, because then, 
everything that we've just complained about could have been explained over 24 episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even 10. You know, 10 out again. It's the same complaint we had with Atomic Blonde, where Atomic Blonde would be so great as a television show. Give me 10 episodes spread out instead of an hour and a half of confusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what's going on here. Is you just, there's no... You don't get enough information about your hero, about your right, villain. Right. You know, Matthew McConaughey's just a man in a black suit who has magic powers. Yeah. You know, who we find out his name's Walter at some point. You know, and yeah. and he just wants to he wants to destroy the tower to bring the darkness into all the universes for no fucking reason. Right. And if there is, given. we don't know. Yeah, we never find out right. what that is. Yeah. And uh, you know, we don't. So the Dark Tower, that's exactly its purpose. It's holding back the darkness, which... The darkness is just demons. Right, yeah. They just want to do things. Giant tarantulas that come into drawn maps in the sand. But here's the fortunate thing about demons, all right? So they get attacked by them. Right. And uh, Idris Elba's character, the gunslinger, gets kind of like stabbed in the shoulder by one of these things. And and it's got like venom or whatever that's leaking into him and he's getting all weak and then they come back to our earth yeah and they take a quick trip to hospital and uh, what do you do? all is well apparently <laughs> yeah, pretty much uh, it, it seems as though demons if you ever just know this that if you ever get stabbed by a demon um they are basically radioactive stds yeah that's essentially like the nurse sits him down and he's like well um, alright, so you've got hepatitis A, B, D, and, uh, radioactive exposure. And yeah. I was like, oh, so yeah. demons are just STDs lurking about outside but also, the universe. Also, they just, they gave him antibiotics, and he was fine yeah. after that. He was just, he was looking, he looked like he was about to die before right. then. Yeah. And they just gave him some antibiotics, and he was like, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> just give me more of these painkillers. Yeah. So, I don't know. Which are magic painkillers, yeah, apparently. So, I don't know what the big concern is over yeah, demons. I, yeah, I'm not even worried about it. Yeah, fucking bring on the end of the world. Yeah, do it. I could take it. I could live with hep C, I guess. So, uh, let let me try to, if I could, right. explain the plot. Oh, yeah. In a, in, a, in a brief way. Sure. So. Wait, more brief than the way they've already explained it? Yeah, maybe. All right. Let's see, let's see what you've got, Kaylin. Right. So... Here's the thing. Uh, it's already too long. The only thing that can destroy the tower is this thing called Shine. Okay? And Shine, I mean, yeah, it's a movie with Jeffrey Rush, but that's not the point. So, I think they were more going for The Shining, which yeah. is the reference of where it comes from. And that's very on purpose. All right. Yeah. If you there's say a lo- so. There's actually a number of Easter eggs. If you say so. I, I do. <laughs> I do. So, that was purposeful. But, so The Shine is this psychic power that apparently is in children, you know. And so they they strap these kids to this machine, and it harnesses this shine, and it shoots it at the tower. But they're looking for this one child who has basically all the midichlorians, and he, you know... He's the one. He shall fulfill the prophecy <laughs> and destroy the tower. So they scour the earth, and... And we don't, again, we don't know what these bad guys are. They wear skin suits. They're creatures of some sort. Right. And they wear skin that makes them look human, but they're not human. And, and they still act very human. It's, yeah, it's... But yeah. some don't. It's, yeah. it's weird. But again, it's one of those things that, you know, you... you uh, yeah, it's, they're faceless yeah. without this, you know, skin. But 
That's fascinating. And yeah. why are they all serving water? Yeah. Where, where do they come from? Who yeah. are they? Right. What, are the, what are their interests, their hopes, their dreams, their aspirations? Yeah. Well, I mean, their hopes and dreams are obviously to end the universe. about the end of the world. Yeah, But whatever. Uh, so, that's the, so that's what that is. So, when they find out that this kid has the most, he, he has the best shine, as the president might say. He has all, got all the shine. All the best shine. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be tremendous. And uh, so they want to kidnap him and strap him to this machine, and that should destroy the tower outright. Uh, they've done damage to the tower, and so it's been causing these earthquakes across the universe. It's like a ripple effect. And, um, yeah, so that's that's the whole plot right there. Yeah, and the right. gunslinger sort of, like, used to protect it, but all his people are dead. And he's sort of... Res- so Matthew McConaughey, aside from just chewing scenery... In the only, in only a way that he can. Right. Uh, he has magic powers. He can just cause people to die. He just be like, stop breathing, and they stop fucking breathing. Yeah. Which and... is again on its own is fascinating. Yeah. And you're like, where did you get these yeah. powers? How do you do this? <laughs> just tell me how you are a sorcerer. Yeah. But we never get that. No, not at all. Um, you can just do it. Yeah. And Idris Elba's the only person who can resist right. his abilities in that way, and so that's why they're. That's why they're enemies, I guess, because they can't fucking kill each other. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, and also maybe they I- Idris just... is, has a sworn ancient oath to you know defend sure. the tower. But that's you he's know a, that's he's already here now. He's that. already given that up at the start <laughs> yeah, of the film. He's just true. wandering aimlessly. Yeah, that's true. Uh, bent on revenge, that sort of thing. Yeah. And a typical then... anti-hero. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that's. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, and that, without really spoiling anything. Yeah, right. That's that's not bad. That's the long and the short of it. Yeah, it's about as long as the film. <laughs> so well, the film is not long, by the way. It, it's it, I think it's a pretty tight ninety-five minutes, um, which I, I don't even understand how they're trying to how they even attempted to cram a multi-universe spanning film. Uh, into 95 minutes. I'm telling you, someone, someone saw the Hobbit trilogy, right? And they were like, so let me get this straight. Peter Jackson took a 300-page book and turned it into three three three-hour-long movies. All right, fuck all that. I'm going to take these nine books. I'm going to turn it into one hour and a half movie. How about that? You know? Take that. Yeah. Next. That's how filmmaking should be done. All right, well, so that's plot. Uh, should we talk casting? Yeah. So, of course, um, this movie stars the Allstate guy. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 he's a cameo. He, yeah, all right, yeah. yeah right. No. But he does, you know, save some car insurance in there. Does he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think he had the death insurance, life insurance policy? I don't think so. He, and also, he didn't have the sorcerer insurance, so that's, I, I think that's why Idris Elba was so... That's why you bundle. That's why you bundle. You always got a bundle, and I don't think he did, and that's yeah. why he was so distraught, because he can't pay yeah. the bills now. Look, he's in the film so briefly that I've already forgotten the face of his father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, so, I, was not, I was not expecting that. Sorry, so, you. if you're wondering... If you're wondering... <laughs> Why Benjamin just lost his shit right there? I'm sorry, so, uh, <laughs> I was trying to keep it professional, and Caitlin so just snuck one in. There's a there's a catchphrase in the film. <laughs> yeah, it's you've seen it in the trailer because it's the it's the dumb gunslinger yeah, the, motto. Right. Yeah, I don't do this with my this. 
If I do that, I forgot on the face of my father, I'd do it with this. Uh, leading up to the, the ultimate line, I, I don't kill with my gun, I kill with my heart. It's the dumbest fucking line no, I've ever it, heard it's, of. It's pretty cheesy. And Even as far as cheesy lines go. And I don't blame the filmmakers for that one, because yeah, I'm sure no, they took that from the books. That has but, to be from... There's no way they were like, oh, Stephen, this isn't good. We're going to... I'm gonna change your whole fucking motto. Yeah. No, this was this was Stephen King being cheesy as yeah. all hell. But in this film, the mantra is said so many times that it it really felt like the uh, with great power comes great responsibility yeah, it does. from Spider-Man. It definitely has that feel. Yeah, you know, because the first time we hear it, it sort of seems. I don't know if it's out of place, but it you know it's it's there and then it's sort of useless and then. Well, yeah, well because we we see it and hear it in a vision from the kid. Yeah, because you know this this kid uh, is so powerful. He's able to see visions of other universe, of yep. other worlds. Is, yeah. is what it is. That's how powerful his shine is, um, and that's what you know. That's why everyone's like, "Oh, well, it's so crazy." Um, but yeah, it's the first time you hear it, and it's one of those things where it's like, "Why? Why would he need to know that right out the gate? He's never met this man." I mean, before. I get it. It was like his old, you know, his. It was he was his vision was of the gunslingers right basically losing to the man in black and it's Idris Elba and the uh, the Allstate guy who plays his dad and uh, they they are saying the mantra as the man in black shows up mm-hmm. a lot of fucking good it did by the way yeah right um, did not help yeah so, stop breathing or... oh he stopped breathing <laughs> oh shit yeah anyway. well, say the mantra again <laughs> yeah so and then later on in the film. The gunslinger sang the mantra to, with the boy, and then not, but maybe like five fucking minutes later, then we're hearing the fucking mantra again. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a bit that, overused. It's, yeah, and the I, way it's yeah. used at the very end, I was just like, get the fuck out of yeah, here, mate. Yeah, no, you know what, though? It's one of those things that is so. Uh, this cliche. This, it's it? very cliche. Yeah, it's very cliche. And if you are, you know, you could probably guess. We wouldn't even have to tell you. And, you know, you could probably guess how it's used and what happens. It's not hard. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, Idris Elba plays the gunslinger. And I, you know, I liked him. Yeah, oh, no, I thought he was fine. I would I would pay money to see him in a Western. Uh, yeah, I would too. Absolutely. He, he does it very well, and, you know, he does the... Because they do go to our Earth, which is called Keystone Earth, and they bring him, and he's never been there before. Uh, and he definitely does the fish out of water very well. Yeah, um, very it was funny. honestly some of the funniest moments in the film. Um, it was definitely one of those things where you're like, oh, I'd like to see him just here trying to live in New York. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought he was fine. Uh, I thought he did a great job with you know what he had. And actually, there's only the, the problem is there's only one really big action sequence. Right. Like, there's a few, like one earlier scene that's... Sort of like he shoots a few people, but it's when he's injured, so he's not really doing much. Right. Um, but there's one big action set piece at the end. Yeah. And it, he's great. No, it's it's, it's fantastic. It, again, it was one of those things where like, I want to see more of this. Yeah. I want to see this. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, when there is good action, it's very good. It's yeah. very highly stylized, very interesting. Um, but, you know, I do have that complaint that there was not enough. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, um, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, everyone's favourite commercial. Look, I'll say this. Uh, he plays Matthew McConaughey very well. He does. If there's one thing he can do, it's him. Yeah. 
There's not much else to say. That's no, and honestly, you know what? Aside from not knowing anything about him and not knowing anything about his motivations or how he got his powers, um, you can tell he's had a, he's having a lot of fun being a villain. Yeah, no, he is what I would say, what I would call delightfully evil. Yes. You know, and and it is one of those things where you do, you're like, boy, I would love to know more. Yeah, because he fucking loves what he does. Yeah. He loves it. Um, and you just don't get to know why. It, it's very unfortunate because he, you can tell that, and I think personally, aside from his god-awful commercials, um, I think personally that is a testament to how good Matthew McConaughey is, that he takes this role that clearly doesn't have any backstory whatsoever uh, in the film, not obviously not a source of it. In the film, he's not really given anything that we are supposed to know about him, and he turns this blank piece of paper into this, you know, almost hieroglyphic-like character where you're like, no, I want to decipher all of this. I need to know everything about this villain. Um, yeah, I, he was great. I, honestly, I enjoyed him. Yeah. Um, I guess the main sort of star of the piece is supposed to be this kid. Yeah, what's his I've name? never seen him before. I've never seen him before either. Um, his name is Nicholas Hamilton. Yeah, and I mean, he was fine. He did a lot of the, you know, moist-faced... I'm a, I'm a crying child. I'm a crying child. <laughs> did all that yeah. well. You yeah. Well, honestly, you know what? He, for for a film, I, and I, this is just a personal thing for me. I tend to dislike films that have child protagonists. Yeah. Because most of the, and, and I'm not saying that all of them are bad, but I just most of them tend to really just not do well and they don't fit. And honestly, I thought he was fine. Yeah. He, he didn't bother me. I, I thought, you know, all the interactions he had with, both Matthew McConaughey and uh, Idris Elba, I thought that he was right. He didn't take anything away from that. There's even a couple of role parts where they kind of go back and forth and they've got a couple of jokes. And I thought he, was, he did great. Yeah. Uh, well, great. but the, In fact, I would say across the board, most people did a good job with what they were given in sure. the film, but you just don't get enough. They're just, yeah, know, they're just all, not given enough. All of the goons, all of all of Matthew McConaughey's goons. Yeah. You, like, what's, what's your fucking purpose? Yeah. You right. push buttons. She stands around looking semi-attractive until he burns a good face. face. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just it. Yeah. There's just not enough for people to do. Right. The only role that I feel was miscast, uh, and again, it can be easily overlooked because he's in the film so briefly, is the Allstate guy. That yeah. is a man who I do not believe him as a tough guy. Right. In anything I've ever seen him in. Yeah. Be mainly, uh, maybe it's because of the Allstate commercials. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> But I've seen, like he was on a military show where he played like the captain of some military team. Yeah. Never bought it. No. No. And he doesn't have the. I feel like he just doesn't carry that weight of you know his voice maybe. But I, I just, don't even hear it. like his voice doesn't even really do it for yeah. me. You know, he just seems to like happy go lucky. And so I didn't buy him so as saving people money. I, I didn't buy him as Papa Gunsling. Yeah, no, nah, I didn't either. I mean, and that's I, all and, state stand. <laughs> Are you in good hands? Uh, let's see. Uh, Jackie Earl Healy is still working. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey Jackie, how'd you like to play a, a, a disgusting alien, but wearing your face? I love it. Where do I sign up? I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he's got a knack for being weird. And, um, you know, yeah, he's... Again, he's not really given much to do no. except 
He's look creepy. He's in the he's in what like three four scenes. Yeah, at the, at the most. most, and he's got a line. Yeah, in each. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's supposed to be like this, you know, in charge of the the New York faction of these creatures we yeah. know nothing about. These skins, as they call yeah, them. Yeah, the skins. Um, so I, I'm assuming he's supposed to be someone important. Uh, and he's just, again, he's just never given enough to yeah, do. Yeah, because even when, I want to say, even when Matthew McConaughey first shows up, the way he greets him is almost like, he, everyone else was like, when he comes by, everyone's like, oh, hey, like cowering. And when, when he shows up, he's like, Walter, uh, what do we owe the pleasure? Yeah, not, right. It's clear like he's... A, not yeah. like an oh master sort yeah, of a situation. Right. He was very yeah. cavalier in his, his yeah. uh, and greeting. It, you know, it's clear there's a hierarchy and yeah. he's below him, but... He's above all of these minions, so yeah. he can address him in a different way. Yep. Um, but again, it, it just goes back to that, I want to know more about this world. Yeah. Just, you know, I uh, want to know why they've got all these factions around yeah. and how that hierarchy Thing, works. Things and... were done well enough that, you know, you, you're curious, you're titillated, you want, yeah, to, you want right. to know more. And then it's done poorly enough that you don't get that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, so... absolutely. That's a great way to sum it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess, what, action and special effects? Sure. Um, it's not much of Yeah, that. there's not much. Um, honestly, I thought the world building, as far as like set pieces and things like that, um, yeah, I thought it was done well. Yeah, a lot, uh, of, yeah. Uh, a lot of practical effects. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of practical some effects. Some of the special effects did not, uh, for me, hold up. It looked like they ran out of budget. The... Uh, especially the last fight between Matthew McConaughey and, oh, yeah. and Idris Elba, it's all a... the all the the wizardy stuff he was doing yeah, right. looked really fake. It did, no, it did, and especially because you know he. All right, so instead of using things like fire, which we already know he can create, uh, instead of just doing that and launching fireballs, he decides to throw wood at him. And then yeah. throw glass at him. Uh, it's just very. Uh, it and a feels. Pipe at some point. Yeah, it just feels very just underwhelming. He was yeah. improvising. Yeah. Like, it's like oh, jazz. I, I guess with magic. I, because you know they go through this battle, and just like any battle, you know the hero gets hurt, and uh, you know Matthew McConaughey, uh, after not using any of the cool powers that we know he has, he's just using telekinesis to throw stuff, uh, which Idris just shoots out of the sky. Uh, you know, and then he's, you know, gonna walk towards the injured, you know, hero, and he just fucking lights his hand on fire. It's like, where was that from the beginning? And then it, also, so, also, I'm not even sure how he died. Because, uh, yeah. Because it looked like whatever Idris did at the end looked like the same thing he had already been doing with the trying to ricochet bullets off. So, did he, did he shoot the bullet that he shot? Is that what he did? Yeah, so, uh, are we, spoilers? I, look, it's a bad guy. He fucking dies. All right, fine. Um, yeah, so no, what he did was he ricocheted the bullet into the other bullet. So so when McConaughey stopped it, he hit it so that it actually goes past his hand. And, and into his... And into his... Yeah, so that's, that's how he got him. That's stupid. Anyway. Because, <laughs> uh... honestly, McConaughey spends, you know, a good... 30 seconds to a minute just fucking catching bullets like nothing. Yeah, no Literally problem. catching them. 
Yeah, I don't know how you how that slipped it by him. I, you know, he caught one. We with his back was to you, walking away. Overconfidence. Yeah, yeah, overconfidence. Sure, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. Also, you know, the other thing that really bugged me about this right. is there was a lot of scenes. It was mainly with the boy and Idris when they would be walking and then they would be talking about stuff. And Idris was almost doing that like Jeff Bridges mumble in he places. Yeah. There was a lot of shit that I was like, wait, what'd he say? Yeah. And yeah, that's just, I, I don't blame him. I blame your director. Cause, yeah, no, you got to stop doing you that. Know, yeah. Speak up. We can't hear you. We can't all be Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> we can't do it. Idris, take the marbles out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you're not Tom Hardy. Stop. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so shall we rate it? I suppose. All right. Um, I've got nothing. Let's see. Um, I'm going to get... Because I did not hate this film, but I did not love this film. Yeah. And, and like, I think you summed it up beautifully where they do things good enough to make you wanting more, but they do things bad enough to where they don't give you what you want. Yeah. Um, so with all that said... I think I'm going to give it three out of five villainous Matthew McConaughey smirks. Yeah. Because he so, does. Seems he, appropriate. He does do that yeah. a lot. He does. He loves to show off the pearly whites. Yeah, yes, he does. <laughs> so you go, you gave it a three? I'm going to give it a three. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I felt 2.5 might be a bit low. I didn't. I didn't walk out of the film going, fuck all, you know. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a three. I feel like three is maybe too much for me. Uh, I, I, for me, it was just very middle row, you know. I That's mean, pretty I was, middle. I was entertained. Uh, 2.5 yeah, is middle. It feels lower, you know what I, I mean? Know. <laughs> I don't know. Because I think you gave Atomic Blonde 2.5 and you fucking hated that movie. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, like we said about that one, the things that were done well were done very well, and then that's the things true. that weren't. No, that's true. And so this is sort of a similar thing where there was. <laughs> and you're there right. Was, there were parts that I really enjoyed, and then there was parts that I was just like, "You, you need to do something different uh, with your life." <laughs> so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do two point five out of five. House demons that get destroyed by an, a good shine job. <laughs> Is that what that's called? Is that what we're just going to call it that? I don't think that's what it's called, but... No, I'll, that's what it's called now. <laughs> Fucking shine job. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I stole that from from a Vin Diesel movie. You probably did. <laughs> but I like it. Was it Riddick, right? Is that, isn't that uh, yeah, was it, uh, it is. It's called no, the shine it's job. It's called the shine job for done? his eyes, yeah. All right, yeah. well... You, you know, got to go when nobody can find it you. It is what it is. <laughs> Jesus. Alright, well, this has been Cineblokes. I am Benjamin Baker. I'm Caelan Burroughs. And we will see you after the next film. <laughs> <laughs>